Hi, everybody. Welcome back for episode 47 of the Simply Well Podcast. Wrong podcast. Let's try this again. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 12 of A Couple of Creeps. I am your hostess with the mostest, Morgan, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Colin. Say hi, Colin. Hi, everybody. He was just he was just excited. I was napping. Yeah. We both were napping. Yeah, we. I was napping hard. So if I, I yawn in the middle of this, don't take any offense to it. It's cold. It's just a, a weekend afternoon, man. Yeah, it's a cold, snowy Saturday afternoon, and just needed a nap. I needed a. I need to hibernate like a bear sometimes, and I was trying to do that until I was rudely awakened to record my podcast. <laughs> yeah, how, how rude! <laughs> <laughs> I woke you up and was like, "Hey, that weekly commitment you've got, it's time. It's time to record it." I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, <laughs> but. I hope you guys had a great week, and I'm going to talk about something you've probably heard a lot about recently. Here recently, yeah. You know, just on TV, any of your social, social media, tiki tack. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the cordyceps virus or fungus. 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 I'm sorry, <laughs> cordyceps fungus, and a little bit of the Last of Us since they kind of coincide together. Yeah, there's no kind of indirectly. They're wrapped up. Yeah. It's a shame I couldn't get Troy Baker on here. Right. Troy, if you happen by chance to listen to this. We love your hats. We love your hats. <laughs> when you're at the Game Awards and you popped up behind whoever they were showing, Colin, in fact, said, oh, my God, there's Troy, Troy and his, Baker and his, his big fucking hat. His big fucking hat. I don't think Troy Baker's going to hear this. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. That's fair. I don't know. And then... What were we what were we watching him talk about the difference? It was talking about the differences or like basically things you needed to know before you watched The Last of Us. Yeah. And he was wearing one of his hats, man. And I made a point of saying, Look, Colin, He's Troy, wearing one of his hats, hats for, for you. you. <laughs> He's got like a Pharrell Williams hat thing going on. Yeah. And he wears like a like a sash on a belt sometimes with it. Yeah. He's got like the the scarf. What do you call that guy? Johnny Depp scarf on the yeah. belt thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's a stylish man. He is. And I had to laugh when he was talking about if he would survive during something yeah, like, like, the apocal- like the apocalypse from The Last of Us. And he said no. no. And he held out his shirt and went, this is cashmere. This is cashmere. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm the I one of the first. Out. I'm yeah. one of the first ones to get bit. I ain't cut out for that kind of stuff. But all that to say that I hope you guys are ready because I'm excited to talk to you about it. Are you excited, Colin? I'm excited. It was, it was my idea. It was his idea. But I think next week I'm actually going to go into a different area that I haven't gone into yet and talk about a serial killer. Ooh, there you go. But for now, I'm going to talk about the cordyceps. So let's do it. Let's party. Let's party rock. The zombie apocalypse depicted in the popular video game series and newly adapted HBO series, The Last of Us. Actually, they're not zombies. (laughs) Because zombies die and reanimate. I'm sorry, that is correct. And these people are not dead. They're no, just infected. They're alive. I'm sorry. <laughs> just push my glasses. Actually. Actually. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Last of Us derives from mutation to a type of fungus called cordyceps. Surprise! Cordyceps <laughs> is real, and some 600 variations of it can be found around the world, primarily in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Surprise again. 
Cordyceps does include zombie-like symptoms in insects, a phenomenon that inspired The Last of Us creator Neil Druckmann to include it as the source of his story's outbreak. Yep. Surprise a third time. <laughs> Cordyceps has long been studied by the scientific community and these days can be found in a number of health, health supplements. Yeah. I don't remember the brand, but there's a mushroom-based coffee drink. Yeah. Uh, that gets advertised a lot on like TikTok and things like that. And cordyceps is one of the ingredients in that. And everybody was like, after watching The Last of Us and noticing that your mushroom coffee is. Yeah. You know, like, oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, my God. They're, all looking, twitching, at, you know? they're all looking at Grandma laying on the couch. Yeah. Is this how it starts? Oh, fuck. Grandma, don't drink the coffee. <laughs> Grandma, stay out of the coffee. <laughs> Between your blood pressure and the goddamn outbreak, I need you to stay out of that. <laughs> Coffee. You just stay out of the coffee. You're either gonna have a stroke or infect me. Either way. <laughs> either way, I'm not I need ready you to for fucking it. relax. <laughs> Everybody, stay calm. Anywho, <laughs> this should, it's that nap energy. It's that nap energy. I do apologize. <laughs> this should probably come as no surprise, though. Oh, oh no. Did you scroll away from your notes? I did. <sighs> I found it though. I was not too far invested in this yet. This should probably come as no surprise, though. Unlike in the game and show, cordyceps as we currently know it will not turn you into a zombie. Right. Sorry for that word. It's just... Yeah, no, I know. It's easier. Yeah. But here's what you should know about The Last of Us and a uh, depiction of the zombie fungus. You may ask, what is cordyceps? Cordyceps is a parasitic fungus that grows on in and later out of insects. Mm -hmm. Different variations of cordyceps specialize on one species of insect. Memorial Sloan Kettering site, for example, they were one of my um, sources. Sources. Yeah. Specifically notes a variety that grows on the caterpillars of moths. Okay. I iconic insects in their own right in the Last of Us games. Yeah, moths. Mm-hmm. The cordyceps spores drive insects to erratic behavior, seemingly taking control of their minds and motor functions, and thus sparking the zombie comparison. Right. Cordyceps ultimately kills its host and grows a tendril-like stalk from the corpse of the infected that can take weeks to grow in full. When fully developed, the tendril releases new cordyceps spores, infecting other insects, matching the host species in the vicinity. The phenomenon was documented in an episode of the BBC's Planet Earth. Planet Earth, yeah, and that's where Druckmann got the inspiration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, exactly, yeah. yeah. Which served as part of Druckmann's inspiration for The Last of Us. Yeah, in fact, he wanted that to be the intro for the show. Mm-hmm. In the game and show, the fungus mutates to affect humans in the same way it does insects, corrupting their minds and bodies and deforming them in horrific fashion. So, will cordyceps turn me into a zombie, you ask? No. Again, no, unless that is you're a fictional character in The Last of Us or an insect. In fact, the fungus has a long history of being used as a medicine and has been utilized in a number of health supplements, including an ingredient in Gwyneth Paltrow's $200 smoothie. <laughs> Gloop. Why is Isn't the... that her company name? It's just Goop. It's Goop. Not Gloop. No. The other one is to make the candle that smells like her vagina. Yeah. And the jade egg that you're supposed to put in your, your coocher. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. It's very snake oil salesman-like. Yeah. Thanks, Gwyneth, but I'm okay. No, pass. Why is a fungus that turns insects into zombies used in health supplements? The fungus appears to hold some benefits for humans. <laughs> Sloan Kettering site. If that sentence was any longer, <laughs> your voice would have become unable to be heard. You just, just would have reached. Dogs. Yeah, just dogs would have heard you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Sloan Kettering site notes improved strength and stamina, better kidney function and immune system boosts among the potential upshots, noting as well to consult your doctor before utilizing any product containing cordyceps. Because it might infect you. It might infect you. You don't it might know. latch onto your brain, make yeah. you want to eat your neighbor. The fungus has also been used in, a, in various cancer studies with an eye towards slowing tumor growth. Growth? Growth. That's what I said. Growth. You growth. said stanima, and then you said growth. Stanima and growth. <laughs> oh, no, it's starting. Oh, no. I drank we the mushroom coffee. We thought Grandma was going to have the stroke. It's you. <laughs> I drank the damn mushroom coffee. Now, how does the fungus spread? The fungus is carried through the air by spores, which land on and infect unlucky insects. In the game version of The Last of Us, it is similarly transmitted by spores, though bites from infected zombies can also transmit the infection. While fungal infections aren't typically transmitted through bites, some fungal infections like, oh. Oh, boy. Sporotonesis. Okay. Are con. Contracted. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are contracted through a thorn of. Sorry. Whew. Are contracted after a thorn or pine needle pushes spores under a person's skin. Okay. In the fictional world of roaming zombies, the biting method of transmission isn't that far fetched. In HBO's show, however, bites are the sole method of transmission from for the fungus. Removing the threat of airborne spores. Why? As Druckmann explained in comments <laughs> about the show, his protagonists in the game spend a lot of time wandering through spore-laden environments with gas masks. The masks, of course, would obscure both the faces and voices of those characters right. on camera, so HBO decided to ditch the mask and change the cordyceps contraction method. Put aside the gore, violence, and downfall of human civilization, and scientists say the show highlights legitimate vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. In a warmer world, fungal infections in people could increase and spread faster than treatments could be developed, although it might not be in a somatic HBO style. Right. In fact, they already pose a danger to many immunocompromised populations. Um, fun fact, fungi kill more humans than malaria. That is fun. Yeah. Um, according to an entomologist. Entomologists, yep. David Hughes, who shared his fungal research with creators of the video game the show is based on. Yeah. They're completely overlooked. It's interesting to get people to think about this. Fungi are one of the six kingdoms of life. Yep. We often picture them as mushrooms, yeast, lichen, or sometimes even athlete's foot. Right. They appear like plants but don't make their own food. They can gain energy and nutrients by feeding on live hosts, decomposing dead organic organic matter or by living harmlessly with other organisms they seem they may seem like a minor nuisance to the average healthy human but the kingdom attacks insects and plants in horrifying ways yeah one type of fungus for example eats away at a cicada's butt and manipulates its wings to attract mates spreading the fungus like an std yeah the particular fungus that inspired the video game and show once again is referred to as cordyceps um and they sometimes actually refer to it as a zombie ant fungus because insects perch on a branch until the fungus bursts out of its body and releases spores. Yeah. People, however, generally don't experience such graphic mind-bending encounters with fungi. We'll discuss LSD and magic mushrooms later on. Yeah. 
Most fungi don't affect people because they can't withstand our warm body temperature or immune system. Between 1.5 to 5 million fungus species may exist in the world, but only, sorry, but only 100 can make people sick. Um, in the opening scene of The Last of Us, fictional endometriologist, endometriologist? Dr. Newman changes, challenges these long-accepted behaviors of fungi. What if a fungus, say the zombie ant fungus, could adapt to warmer temperatures and grow in seemingly healthy people? Now cue the eerie theme music. Mm-hmm. Fungi are already adapting um, and have started to be afflicting plants, reptiles, and other organisms for millennia. When a giant asteroid hit Earth 66 million years ago, infectious disease researcher um, Astro Atoro Casadaval. Casadaval. <laughs> I don't know. These weird names. I'm sorry. I respect all of you, but. It's about as Chris reading off damn award winners. <laughs> um, think that it was a fungal bloom that partly contributed to the decline of reptiles and plants. The post-calamity environment with loads of decaying vegetation, darkness, and global cooling likely yeah. favored the growth of fungus, which helped wipe out cold-blooded animals. Small mammals who were able to regulate their body temperature were able to better fend off fungal diseases. Yet, over the past few years, Casaval has been investigating how climate change could bring new fungi infectious, new fungal infections to mammals, including humans. Right, exactly, and that's kind of what they talk about in in that cold open of the show. Is like, yeah, you know, I think the number they throw out is like ninety four degrees. Yeah. You know, most fungus can't survive above 94 degrees, and luckily human bodies typically are above are 94 above degrees. That, yeah. But what if they could evolve or had to evolve to survive in a warmer climate, like yeah. if the world was getting heating warmer. up, yeah. you know? And uh, that, that was spooky. Yeah. We were sitting on the couch watching it, you, me, and Chris, and we yeah. looked at each other like, ooh. Yeah. Because, you know, global warming is a thing. Because like you said, it might not happen in that that cinematic fashion but what if a new you know like he said it does do an interesting thing of pointing out like very true vulnerabilities in in our species of like we're not accustomed to fungus because we've never we've never had to fight it had to fight it really yeah you outside know. athlete's foot right yeah relatively minor fungal infections yeah so if one that was really aggressive like that you know the the cordyceps or mm-hmm. the locust butt std yeah. you know yeah We've never had to fight off a fungal no. infection like that. No, I don't think we would truly know what to do in that situation because it's not it's not our forte. And like they talk about, it's a lot harder to treat a fungal infection. Yeah. You know, you don't use antibiotics on it. So I can't just throw a bottle of amoxicillin at him and tell him to have at it. Take right. it for seven days, you'll be fine. Yeah, because it's not a bacteria. It's mm-hmm. another living creature inside of you. Yeah. You know? And so if your immune system can't fight it. You're shut out of luck. Yeah, you're kind of SOL. And that's terrifying. Yeah. Because we, you know, not even talking about fungi, the world is getting warmer. Things have started to adapt. And, like, you can see, like. That was my throat. I thought it was mine. No, that was mine. You know, you can see, you know, even in just um, the weather. Weather patterns, yeah. We stay hotter longer. And we get super super cold yeah our our weathers are generally more polar now yeah generally where we live we get a very cold winter mm-hmm. but you figure the last few years we've had 
a for couple, your couple well you figure the whole month. entire united states it was negative 40 a, yeah just had below freezing temperatures yeah you know it was negative 40 outside and you know we all saw to go to work they just said you know when you leave the <laughs> bundle house up. bundle up and make sure no flush is going and you can get to your car and or wherever you need to go in less than 10 minutes but so it, it's a, it's a scary thing yeah to think of like there is a legitimate like changing factor that's potentially outside of our control and you don't know what you know how we could adapt to it or how other you know off of our radar you know entities like a fungus or you know other animals could adapt to to like the weather change and things like that yeah and you know yeah make it more more likely that it's able to attack us i mean you need to figure the whole thing is survival of the fittest yeah and what if we aren't fit for what the world turns into i don't know all i have to say is if some kind of apocalypse happens and something is chasing me trying to eat me i love you with all my life <laughs> but i am built for speed and i'm going to outrun whatever it is you're gonna try and outrun it i'm gonna try and outrun it and just hope and pray that it does not catch me because i'm not a very skilled tree climber you don't see a lot of fat zombies no it's because they're always on the move or it's because they get eaten entirely. Or a little bit of both. Nobody knows how a zombie's immune system works. It doesn't. It don't. Well, I mean, the cordyceps, they're still alive. Right. They're not zombies. They're not zombies. So they might be doing a lot more cardio than they were. Say, well, they're doing running. Yeah, they're actually working. But so then that raises questions of, like, what are they eating? Other than just straight, are they just eating people? Yeah. They're on a strict red meat diet to try and build muscle. <laughs> yeah. Long pork, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the other white meat. The other other white meat. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of talked about it before we started recording. Viruses and bacteria have made jumps from other animals to humans. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, it's not unprecedented for a disease to make that kind of cross. Yeah. Maybe a fungus could do it, too. That's scary. Yeah. And when I was doing my research and everything, when I typed it in, the very first thing that popped up were pictures of insects with the cordyceps yeah, virus. Yeah, ants. I've seen tarantulas. Yeah. Uh, I haven't actually seen the caterpillar. I'm pretty sure the, you know, like you said, the zombie ant virus. Yeah. You know, um, or the zombie ant fungus. That's, I'm pretty sure what they focused on primarily in the BBC, uh, yeah. you know, planet Earth was these ants. Yeah. And I mean, it is, it's very distinct to seeing them like start acting erratically because mm -hmm. ants behave as a group. Yeah, they have a hive mind. You know, and so you see them moving and then there's the few that are being weird, being odd, right? They're going against the grain or whatever. And then they, yeah, they find a high spot and they do the death grip, clench down on the, the limb of the branch or plant or whatever that they're on and eventually die there. And then just a fungal branch just sprouts out of their forehead and starts spitting spores oh that's horrifying and it affects the rest of the the hive that's terrifying or the colony and ants you know and then it continues off i don't know how i would react as a person if i saw that right i don't like ants but i don't want that to happen to them no i will say that in the last of us i'm really excited to see a clicker yeah seeing all the sneak peeks of them because it's all practical effects yeah primarily and, you know, Neil Druckmann's a genius, and he envisioned him in a certain way for the game, and mm -hmm. he was able to see that come to life. Yeah, in a, and in see, a show. And seeing him stand next to one and, like, the pictures and stuff, mm -hmm. 
just makes you super excited to see it. Yeah. Because you and I both are huge fans of the game. I watched you play it. Yeah, I've played it a couple times. Yeah, and so I've watched you play it a couple times. Yeah. Because I tend to lose our big downstairs TV. <laughs> I took off work to play The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember that. And I, I'm i excited to see where they take it. I want to see if you have played... Sorry, I hit my mic. If you have played The Last of Us Part Two, I'm excited to see who they chick pick to play Abby. Yeah. Because she's a very particular... I'll say she has a very particular... Build. Bo- yeah, body type and build that you don't see a whole lot so i'm excited right, to it'd see. be hard to because you want to get a, a pretty good actor yeah who's also physically you know very physically fit yeah you know not just like hollywood woman fit but like very muscular you know well you know i was thinking if they want somebody that fit they honestly might need to look at wrestlers yeah female wrestlers are but even female wrestlers are beefed up yeah, you know, most of your female wrestlers, like the your WWE divas or whatever, right, are still in the type of shape to be a sex object and not yeah. just I'm a raw muscular. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm strictly fit for the sake of strength and yeah, you know, ability, right? Yeah, because I think the only way they would truly be able to find I was someone like a Ronda Rousey, yeah, but she's not a good actress. No, and you know, honestly, the only type of woman that might have that body would be a bodybuilder. Yeah. But yeah, a bodybuilder. I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to fit her to a T. No, huh? But I mean, you figure Pedro Pascal's not exactly Joel. Well, no, but you know, he's Daddy Pedro. <laughs> As he said, Pedro Pascal called himself a daddy. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, daddy's a state of mind. It's a state of mind, and he flat out went, "I'm your daddy. I'm your daddy." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah you, you are." are. <laughs> I like me some Pedro. I've always been a fan of Pedro Pascal. But when he put that Mandalorian helmet on, it really kind of upped his uh, his his exposure. Oddly enough, yeah. When he took when he took his helmet off the first time in that shot, I was like, "Oh, there he is!" <laughs> All sweaty with helmet, head, and a mustache. <laughs> but with that being said, I think that's all I've got today. Do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. Well, I hope you guys have a fantastic week, and I would love to hear your thoughts on everything. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. You can reach me at my email, which is the letter A, couple O creeps at gmail.com. Like I said, just talk to me about anything. I'm game to listen. What you want to hear, reviews. I don't have any reviews. Someone someone give me five stars. I I want it. I want to see it. I'll give you five stars. You don't count. I want someone who doesn't. Fine then. I want someone who doesn't live in my zip code to give me five stars. <laughs> Fine then, stay with no stars. <laughs> but I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I'm excited to talk to you about something different next week. Like I said, I'm going on a serial killer out. Yeah. Keep an eye out on my on a couple of crews Facebook for a little sneak peek. I didn't put one up this week because it would give it away what right. I was going to talk about, yeah. so I left it alone as like suspense. Right. But. Uh, I'll put something up this week to give you guys a little hint. But sneaky peek. I hope you guys have a great week, and I will see you again next Sunday. And as always, stay creepy, my friends.